bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello, everyone. I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming up on today's program: First, Chinese outbound tourist groups depart today after three years in suspension, and travel links with two SARs fully reopen. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. Chinese travel agencies are preparing for the resumption of outbound group tour services starting from Monday, with the first batch of tourists set out for countries including Thailand and Laos. After the Ministry of Culture and Tourism announced on January 20 that China would roll out a pilot program to resume outbound travel group services to 20 countries starting from Monday. At 12:15 a.m. this morning, 50 tourists departed Guangzhou Bayan International Airport and headed to the UAE and Egypt, marking the official restart of China's outbound group tour business three years after it was suspended on January 26, 2020. Another flight of Chinese group tourists has arrived Monday morning in Thailand, the first country to welcome back Chinese tour groups. South China's Hainan-based Kaiser Tourism Group said recently that its outbound travel business has fully restarted, with dozens of outbound travel products to be released. While the first tour group to Europe in 2023 will depart on Tuesday. Chinese online travel platform Trip.com has launched nearly 700 outbound group tour products covering 15 destination countries and regions. The first group tour will leave for Thailand on Tuesday. Also starting on Monday, the quarantine-free, quota-free, and test-free cross-border travel between the Chinese mainland and Hong Kong and Macau has also been fully resumed, giving another boost to the rebound of outbound tourism. Hong Kong is expected to dole out 700,000 free airline tickets to global travelers between March and September, while discount will be given to travelers for shopping at the 16,000 retail stores, restaurants, and scenic spots in Hong Kong. Macau is also giving out 120,000 free air tickets for overseas visitors and subsidies for mainland tourist groups which stay overnight of up to 400 pataks per person. The tourism recovery in Asia and the Pacific, alongside China's reopening, is deemed as an important catalyst for the revival of the global tourism and economic prospects in 2023. Moving on to some regional highlights, Wuxi in East China's Jiangsu Province has unveiled the nation's first draft regulation on the development of Internet of Vehicles, providing comprehensive support for commercial operations of the emerging sector, emphasizing the application of car networking technology development in the city. Relevant government departments in Wuxi will deploy internet-connected smart vehicles, including public shuttle buses, logistics transport, and delivery, while commercial operations. Operations will be encouraged and supported. In the infrastructure sector, the construction of a vehicle and road coordination system will be built, as well as monitoring mechanisms to enhance road and vehicle safety. The draft regulation is expected to be officially implemented from March the first, twenty twenty-three. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future. 
Hong Kong and Saudi Arabia have signed six bilateral agreements to forge closer ties between stock exchanges, business associations and technology firms, with the city's leader vowing the two economies are entering a new level of cooperation. Chief Executive John Lee said after a meeting with the Saudi investment minister on the first day of the mission to the Middle East. Lee, who led a delegation of his principal officials and more than 30 industry leaders, arrived in the oil-rich nation's capital, Riyadh, yesterday. The visit aims to deepen economic and trade cooperation with countries in the region and exploring opportunities under the Belt and Road Initiative, Lee said. Eight departments in Shenzhen, including the Bureau of Industry and Information Technology and Local Development and Reform Commission, jointly issued 20 measures aiming to further support the city's micro, small and medium-sized businesses and their high-quality development on Monday, with a focus on four main aspects including cost reduction, demand expansion, innovation support and industrial upgrading. Specific measures including implementing preferential tax policies for SMEs, continuing tax reduction and deferred payment, as well as rental cuts. Relevant local government departments also pledged to help expand market demand for SMEs by issuing more consumption vouchers and help them tap into the overseas markets. Next on industry and company news. China will start buying pork for its central state reserves, the country's state plan said on Monday, in a move to support prices and stabilize supplies of the meat. The stockpiling followed a sharp fall in hog prices during the past week as excess supply and flat demand weigh on markets, the National Development and Reform Commission said. China's south-to-north water diversion project had transferred over 60 billion cubic meters of water from major rivers in the south to the drought-prone north as of Sunday, official data showed. This amount is greater than the average annual flow of the Yellow River, the country's second-longest river, according to the China South-to-North Water Diversion Corporation Limited. More than 150 million people have directly benefited from the massive project. Shares of Hope Run Software skyrocketed today after the Chinese information technology provider said its digital financial services terminal operating system based on Open Harmony, Huawei Technologies' self-developed OS, received a certification for regulatory compliance, becoming China's first OS that meets the lab's requirement and can be installed on digital financial services terminals, such as smart point-of-sale machines, the firm announced late yesterday. Earnings reports express over half of China's 238 mainland-listed biopharmaceutical companies and medical institutions are predicting a deficit or a drop in profit in 2022 due to the recurrent COVID-19 outbreaks, which led to less hospital visits and, as a result, less demand for their services and medicines according to the latest data. As of Saturday, after 133 firms to say they anticipate losing or making less money last year, 20 produced traditional herbal medicines, 29 make chemical agents and 9 are medical service providers, according to data provider Choice. 
Switching gears to financial news, China's banks extended 21.31 trillion yuan in new yuan-denominated loans in 2022, mainly driven by an uptick in corporate borrowing, a report released by the People's Bank of China on Friday showed. Businesses borrowed 16.77 trillion yuan in new loans in 2022, a year-on-year increase of 4.63 trillion and accounting for nearly 80% of the total increase in which new medium and long-term lending provided to companies offered a 1.8 trillion yuan boost. The balance of loans for property development was 12.7 trillion yuan at the end of 2022, up 3.7% from a year earlier and 2.8 percentage point higher than at the end of the previous year. The balance of personal home loans was 38.8 trillion yuan, up 1.2% but 10 points lower than at the end of 2021. Wrapping up with a quick look at stock markets, Chinese stocks fell on Monday amid a decline across Asian markets after the latest U.S. jobs report renewed concerns of more rate hikes from the Federal Reserve. The benchmark Shanghai Composite shed 0.8% and the Shenzhen component fell 1.2%. Hong Kong stocks suffered another loss with the benchmark Hang Seng dropping 2% while the tech index lost 3.6%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.